Hey, Kirk. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Good, man. You ready to talk to fancy football? Finally, yeah. Yeah, good. All right. Hey, so this is our uh, continuation of the last episode we did. Last episode we did uh, an episode on on sleepers for your upcoming drafts. And today we're going to talk about guys we think are, are, I guess, busts would be an unfair word. Uh, Maybe just bad values or or duds in your draft so right you ready for that i am all right hey be- before we get into that though i just want to kind of talk so this is tonight is really the first this is thursday night we're recording this this is really the first night of actual preseason i don't count the hall of fame game but uh what are your initial reactions so far from from what you've seen um Obviously, the the only game that I got to to watch uh, physically was the Cleveland Browns uh, New York Giants game. Um, uh, that aside, first uh, some of their scores, uh, a lot of a lot of big name uh, players that are playing and actually getting action. Mark Ingram, um, you know, scored a touchdown. Juju Smith. So it was nice to see starters actually performing well and getting some positive feedback. So that's. So paying attention to these games initially early on is kind of fun for fantasy to make you feel good or bad about what you want to do. But um, but watching the Cleveland Browns game, um, it was nice. Five for five for 99 yards and a touchdown was Tyrod Taylor, which uh, to, to say a quarterback in Cleveland looked good to start the season, that's, uh, that makes you feel good. Um, Saquon Barkley looked fantastic on one run yeah and yeah so go ahead so that that's the thing i just want to talk about for for preseason football for fantasy purposes do not look at you know the box score or anything like that we don't read into that we we look at really it's it's the eye test Mm -hmm. and yeah tyrod taylor looked pretty poised very accurate back there um you know, it looks like he was going through his progressions and, 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 and making the most out of the talent that he has there for pass catchers. And, you know, Saquon Bar- Barkley passed the eyeball test, at, you know, with the NFL, a true NFL defense. So mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff you're looking for. The, the other things that, you know, is kind of where team playing guys. So, you know, Cleveland has talked about playing Jarvis Landry on the outside and, you know, that which is a little bit of a contrast from how he was utilized in Miami. Right. And you saw you saw Cleveland go after Jarvis Landry on you know, on that uh thirty two yard pass or whatever it was to, to kind of start the game there for him. So stuff like that I, I kinda of read into and see how, you know, maybe they're looking at Jarvis Landry, maybe Todd Haley saying, Hey, he can fill the Antonio Brown role, you know, because he's that talented or something like that. So mm-hmm. That's what you look for, not necessarily the the box score, the end of game stats, and all that. So yeah, and and as a fan of the team, you you look at the other guys that might make the roster to make yourself seem a little bit more more intelligent when you talk to your fellow fans. But you know, for fantasy relevance, you know, after the first couple snap or first couple series, you're probably not going to draft any of these guys, and you're probably not going to see them on your fantasy roster at all. It's nice to know about them. But that's about it. Well, I, I guess the one thing, though, is that what will be different for us is our initial uh, dynasty draft, though. So, like, right. you know, if you're watching the Browns, like uh, 
Antonio Callaway is a guy that, you know, he, he showed that he can at least hang with NFL players. So right. there's a lot of hype around him. So he's a, he's a guy you may, may go after late in the draft. So interesting stuff. Again, it's exciting to see football, but just don't, don't get too, too wrapped up in it. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, I guess the only really piece of news that we have is that, you know, Darius Geis, who looked pretty good in his, his debut, uh, he was, uh, he did exit the game with a knee injury. No, no further information than that. Um, so hopefully we'll just, you know, hopefully he's fine and it's not serious, but we'll just kind of keep our eyes on that. Cause that, that could have uh, huge ramifications for, for the Redskins. Absolutely. And, and, Yours in my uh, draft positions. I mean, we. Yeah. He could be, uh, especially in the dynasty. He could be. He could be somebody that you pass on. Um, you know, maybe in a round or take, based on the injury. Yeah. Right now, in in the dynasty drafts, he's going around middle of the third round. So I mean, he's a lot of people are are expecting big things from him. I know Matthew Barry from. From ESPN said he that is his guy for the year. He is basically he's putting it all on the line for Darius Geis this year. So yeah, and and just screw, just jinxed him with the knee injury. Good job. I guess so. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, you ready to talk about these uh, these bad values or duds or busts or whatever you want to call? Yeah. Them? Yes, I am. All right. So just like the sleepers, uh, we've each picked one player per position. Uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, we may mention some, you know, honorable mentions in there, but uh, really these are guys we just want to highlight. Again, these are these. So the way we classify a bust or a dud is a guy who is being drafted as a starter who we, we don't think merits that draft position mm-hmm. fantasy wise. So it's not to say, you know, there's a couple guys on here that I would actually, absolutely take and draft on my team and would probably be routine starters. But I I don't where they're going right now in drafts. I I think they're a bad value. Um, And that's, that's all it is. I I don't think that they're going to live up to the hype. Um, But if there's a way to get them on my team for cheap, then I would do it. So just want to clarify that before we get into it, we are not saying these guys will be awful. Well, it's possible that one of them I think may be awful. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Again, Kirk and I have not discussed these, so we may, you know, we didn't deconflict them, so we may have the same players for these. So if you want to go ahead, let's start with the quarterback position. Kirk, who do you have at quarterback? I, <laughs> I feel I feel really weird saying this, but I I have Andrew Luck as my uh oh. um he's you know, he's going as a as a top ten quarterback. Um, he, he's going to be drafted in the, you know, eighth round in the 12th team league. Um, I coming off of energy uh, injury, I, I'm, I think that's primarily why I think he's being overvalued is that he's going to be fresh and ready to go. And I think he's going to be on a, not on a not good team. So I do not see him being living up to the value I could see because He's right around Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger. I would every day right now probably draft one of those other guys around him, preferably than him. Okay. 
interesting. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I, I may take a chance on Luck this year just because when he's on, I mean, he's a top five guy. So he's a guy I think you get get around the tenth or eleventh pick and potentially have a top five guy. But uh, okay, very good. So actually, he's on a bad. Team. He's on a he's on a bad team. That's that's all. That's, that's primarily my. Yeah. No, they are bad. Um, they have T. Y. Hilton, who I think we both love. If Andrew right. Luck's there, other right. than that, um, they have decent talent at the tight end with Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. But you know Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers; those are their other receivers. Marlon Mack right now is a starting running back. So yeah, not a ton of talent, but. Um, no, I, I, I see it from that perspective. Definitely. Uh, the guy I have here is one of the guys that you mentioned, who's going around the same time as Andrew Luck. And that is, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, right now he is the 10th quarterback being taken in draft. So he's going around the fifth pick in the ninth round. Um, again, I don't think he will be a bust to say, I, I don't think he'll be bad but I think he is extremely overvalued and going as the 10th quarterback right now in drafts. Uh, he, you know, he started five games last year um, and here's his finishes in those five games, 24, 16, 11, four and 11, um, which is, which is, you know, very good for a guy, you know, without a training camp being traded mid season, that's fine. But in those five starts, he only had, he had six touchdowns and five interceptions. Although he, he did, you know, where he made his fantasy points was through yardage. He averaged 308 yards a game. I, I don't see him sustaining that type of yard. But, you know, as far as the touchdowns go, um, in San Francisco, who, who's his touchdown? Who, who's going to catch all these touchdowns? His number one receiver is Pierre Garçon, who is a four touchdown or less a year kind of guy. Uh, I mean, Marquise Goodwin, is he, is he a red zone threat? I don't think so. Uh, George Kittle, I, I just don't know who he's going to have all these touchdowns to. So I, I, I project him around, you know, 20 touchdowns at, at the most. Um, I think he'll be streamable. I think he'll, again, he'll have some of those big yardage games, but there's just too much risk in him. I don't see drafting him early and riding him out the entire year. Yeah, so, I guess I guess when you know the uh, when I'm looking at those names, I was listing those four names right around him. He was my number two uh, person to go after for a dud. I actually kept switching him and him and Andrew Luck, trying to figure out who I like better. And the value that I think Jimmy Garoppolo has, and you're probably going to make fun of me, is I, I think the offensive system that he's in is, is probably going to elevate him. Um, or use utilize his skill set because you know me, I like Mike Shanahan uh, or Kyle Kyle Shanahan. So I I think the way they have that that offense set up, he's gonna he's gonna be very very serviceable um, and and take some chances. Um, I just think that the, there's a little more balance on that offense. No, I, I agree, and I, I think Kyle Shanahan's great, but you know Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman and you know Tony Gonzalez. So right. that's that's all I'm saying. And so. he's not he's not of the caliber of a healthy uh form of Andrew Luck. I agree. So again, you know, but the, I mean really the main thing with him is it's his first year as a as a full-fledged starter. There's just again, I I don't know why you take the risk if you can get 
Philip Rivers or or Matthew Stafford who are going after him. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan. Is, Matt Ryan. Yeah, right. Ben, Ben's after him. I mean, exactly. Gosh, I think even Dak Prescott should have a better statistical line uh, just because he used his legs. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Okay. Well, very good. Hey, yeah. So uh, let's move on to running back. Who do you have for running back? Yeah. This, the, uh, I'll tell you the player I had after or I, I switched off of based on the one highlight um, after you're done. Um, but I have, is, this is a guy that it's, he's going as the 17th that I have in my, my statistical analysis. So he is a starter. He is a, he is someone's number two running back. And I would be dreading this if he was my number two uh, is Kenyon Drake. Um, I, I, I just, I have no faith in him. Um, I know in, you know, after week nine last year, uh, he had 20 some touches and he had great statistical games and looked like he was the workhorse, but it, the off season that Miami had did very little to confirm the fact that that is who he was. Um, I, I feel whether or not he would actually be a good running back. I just don't think they have any faith in him. Um, and I think he would, it would be a, I would, I would rather draft Darius Geis. I'd rather draft um, possibly um, gosh, Mark Ingram. I'd even sit him out for four weeks um, as my number two, and he's going to go down further to then have to stick with uh, Kenyon Drake. So that's my um, that's my dud at the starting running back position. Okay, yeah, and I think what you're alluding to there is the fact that they signed Frank Gore, uh, they draft Kalen Balage, and Frank Gore right now they they have Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore both listed as starters on their most recent depth chart that they released and they are literally going to be sharing a carry each time together together holding the ball and running holding the ball yeah then sharing carries is never a good thing we've heard that many times um although i i I do like drake i I understand there's a lot of risk with him as your number two you know i have him in our keeper league although i guess i would consider him my third best running back so i'm fine with him there and he's only costing me five dollars um but uh yeah okay interesting so uh, the guy I have, and I, I've I've been poo-pooing him a lot this year already. Uh, he is being the 18th running back taken in drafts right now, going 34th overall, or else at, you know, 10th pick of the third round, and that's Derrick Henry. Um, again, I think he had great end of year stats for a backup last year, which was you know 700 and almost 750 yards, five touchdowns, and 4.2 yards per carry. Um, but without – he had two 75-yard runs when there was less than a minute left in games that the Titans had already sealed up uh, and the defense has kind of quit. Without those runs, you know, you're looking at 3.4 yards a carry, you know, 590 yards, only three touchdowns. Um, he only averaged 8.4 fantasy points per game, which, again, uh, you know, that was Wayne Gallman area for, for <laughs> points per game. You know, and Wayne Gallman, the lead accountant for the New York Giants. Right. Um, uh, but uh, it, the other thing, too, is he had a 66-yard touchdown reception, which, 
you know, that was in the middle of a game, but that was week 17. Yeah. No didn't help you for fan- Yeah, didn't help you for fantasy. So he's got three of his five touchdowns. You know, he's got 25% of his yards on those three plays. He's not a guy I'm looking at, at sustaining those type of big plays this next year. Um, and then, you know, the, the, uh, the other big news is the fact that they signed Dion Lewis and they signed him to a four year deal. And, Deion Lewis had better better stats than Derrick Henry did last year. So Deion Lewis isn't a guy you bring in just to spell your your first string running back. He's he's going to have a huge role on the team. I think Deion Lewis is is more talented and will eventually, you know, this will be a true, I think, 50-50 split. Uh, and that's a best case scenario for Derrick Henry, unless he does really bad. And then I think Deion Lewis takes over. Well, with, with Derrick Henry, um, uh, you're, I, I, the only reason why I didn't take him because I knew you you already were going to crush him. Um, yeah. He's not even listed as a starter on his own depth chart. They, they, they right now have him behind uh, Deion Lewis, yet people are drafting him ahead of Deion Lewis, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, back to what you said, even in that game where he had the one catch for a 66-yard touchdown – he had 28 carries, the most all year. I know it was yeah. Jacksonville, but he amassed a total of 51 yards on those on those right. carries. Um, he he didn't touch the ball that much in any of the games. The few games that he he only had two two games where he was over 100 yards, um, and probably was because of one one game breaker. But yeah, he doesn't excite people. He's in a in a certain offense, he may be he may be of of tremendous value to them, but for fantasy, uh, yeah, I'd rather have Deion Lewis on my team than him, especially with the PPR potential there. And oh, and remember, Jackson Jacksonville. So the game where he had the twenty eight carries, Jacksonville's rush defense was not good. It was their pass defense, which catapulted them as being the top defense last year. So, right. so yeah, that's, okay, yeah, he just got to outbeat his uh, his starting running back in order to to get yeah you know, on, on the base roster okay all right moving on so receiver who do you have as receiver oh this is hard this is hard because it hits home oh boy um i think it's it's in light of the um uh of the james winston suspension but i have mike evans as my overvalued dud uh, okay. Uh, I, 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 it has nothing to do with his talent or his ability. I think the situation he's in, I don't feel good about it. And as I look at some of the players that are around him, um, I, 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 in a redraft league, in a snake league, he may not be somebody I take around him. I, I, he's behind AJ Green, uh, Devontae Adams. He's ahead of Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton. Some of those situations seem to be a little bit more favorable in my mind who I would take over him. Um, but so this kind of – that's just really it, – it's hard for me to say that, but I think he is right now slightly overvalued um, as a, compared to those guys. Okay, so so if, if, you're on, if you're on the docket and you need a receiver – you see Mike Evans and T.Y. Hilton there. Who are you taking? 
I, I'm I'm probably taking T. Y. Hilton, uh, assuming okay. assuming Andrew Luck is full speed, is full speed. Okay, Mike Evans and Adam Thielen. Who are you taking? I, I'm taking Adam Thielen. Okay, yeah, I I I don't necessarily disagree with that that take. I mean, Mike, he's just so tempting to take, and that you know that's the issue with being you know with fantasy football players is you have to have a bad memory you can't necessarily you know like stefan diggs will always go high in drafts because every year the first game of the year he goes for 200 yards and he has a number one week he's a number one receiver he's done it the last two years Mm -hmm. people remember that you know uh people you know people will remember uh you know austin hooper's 80 yard touchdown in the first game last year, that that's just kind of funny how it works out. So people remember Mike Evans two years ago, just being the number two overall fantasy wide receiver, but there is some inherent risk though. If you, well, if here's, here's, so. here's the stat line. Here's the stat line last year that, that this is what really, really bothers me is, is individual games. He, he did have in a PPR league, he did have two, two 20 point weeks um, of course, he scored a touchdown in, in both of those. Um, but he had these several weeks to where it was just nothing. He had five touchdowns, which isn't all bad. Um, but a lot of times when, when you have a, 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 a wide receiver one who only has five touchdowns, he's still amassing 12, 1,300 yards or uh, 100 catches. He's 71 catches, which isn't that much, 1,001 yards and five TDs. And yeah. It's, yeah. Just not, it's not it's it's not thrilling at all. It is not exciting at all to be a top 10 wide receiver with those numbers. And it wasn't a bad year. Yeah, well, so so that's the thing is, is last year he he went, I think, right around that. He was the 20th best receiver. But if you remember in drafts last year, he was first round pick. Yeah, uh, he was. He was going. It was going. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and then Mike Evans. In some drafts, Mike Evans was going ahead of Julio Jones. So you're expecting that 1,400 yards, you know, 100 catch type of guy. If you're picking a first round fantasy receiver, yeah, um, yeah. he goes around 20th. But and but this year he's not going in the top four again. But he's still going to right around the 10th receiver or 11th receiver taken. So it's still fancy owners are overvaluing compared to his, his, his actual production last year. So be interested to see how that, that all irons out. But yeah, I don't disagree with that one at all. I mean, and, and if, and if, and if this guy can actually do anything similar to with, with this new quarterback, I mean, Tyreek Diggs or Tyreek Diggs, Tyreek. He's a, he's a hybrid of Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, he, throughout the year, had one, two, three, four hundred-yard weeks. Um, he had more catches, more yards, and more touchdowns. And now, I, I, I know, I know he's got a rookie quarterback, but um, to, I would rather take that, 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 that. I'd wait on him in the third round rather than taking Mike in the second or third or fourth, depending upon what size league you have, I'd rather draft somebody else in that spot yeah. and then, and then sit on Tyreek Hill or, or Tyreek Diggs. Tyreek Diggs or Stefan oh, Hill. Gosh, that'd be a great, yeah. 
great combination. Yeah. He'd be a short guy who gets hurt all the time. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> okay. Um, so my receiver pick, I actually went a little, I guess I broke the rules a little bit here. I picked two receivers. Um, but my pick is also probably going to hit home for you, Kirk. You're not going to like it. Uh, I went with the Browns receivers. Um, <laughs> and, well, well, I'm right with you there. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to just disappoint you as much as they're going to disappoint me. Well, here's the thing. I think – and here's the issue I have with this. Right now, Josh Gordon is the 18th receiver being drafted at the 406, and Jarvis Landry is the 24th receiver being drafted at the 504. Right. Uh, so I actually think one of these guys will have relevance. I mean, no, they're both going to have relevance. I think one of these guys will be a starter. But there's – I do not – see a scenario to where the Browns have two receivers in the top 24. No. Uh, and, and that's not a knock on the receivers. It's not a knock on the Browns. Tyrod Taylor, you have to realize he is a very good fantasy quarterback, but he doesn't get his production through passing yards and passing touchdowns. It's for running for 600 600 yards a season and five rushing touchdowns. That's how he gets it. He doesn't check down to his backs or his slot receiver when he goes through his reads. He, he runs for eight yards. That's, that's what we're looking at, and that's why I don't think Tyrod Taylor can support two top, you know, top 24 receivers. Um, well, don't forget. Don't forget. Think, think of it this way. He's, he has a – he has a uh, – um, two like, and I'm right with you on on what they're being ranked is is two starting wide receivers and a top. Uh, what is he? What is what is uh, David and Joku? David and Joku, he'd fall out of the starter starting role. Yeah, he um, he's a top fifteen, top eighteen. Tight but again, end. that's three mouths to feed uh, so, uh, from a from a quarterback that that doesn't well, really push four thousand yards. Well, well, here's how I look at it is. Duke Johnson cuts into Landry's value and Joku right. cuts into Gordon's value. Right. Tyrod Taylor's averages as a starter are is, is 201 yards per game, yeah. uh, 28 <laughs> pass attempts per game, which is, I mean, he's typically very efficient with, with those, with those passes, but his efficiency went gone, went down last year. Here's his, here's his, uh, 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 touchdowns in his three years as a starter. Three years ago, it was 20, Two years ago, seventeen. Last year, he had fourteen passing touchdowns. Um, that's that's not gonna cut it. Um, no. You know, uh, last year, uh, Josh Gordon. Um, you know, he flashed and looked great in the five games where he played. Well, here's here's his fantasy finishes. Uh, you know, as far as rankings with the wide receivers last year: 27, 20, 41, 76, and twenty. That's not great, and again, I get it. Those are the only games he's played in the last three years, right? But but that's not that's not a consistent. That's not what I'm hoping for for my 18th receiver being picked, Jarvis Landry, in his four year career. This is what he's had for for targets last year: 161, two years ago 131, three years ago 166, and then his rookie year 112. Uh, Landry is a guy that is growing on me. I, I, I'm higher and higher on him, but he's not going to have those type of target numbers unless Josh Gordon is not there. Then 
I'm actually very high on Landry, especially with him playing the outside. But again, I'm just saying that you have to pick one because neither of those guys, there's no scenario I see where they're both going to be consistent starters. Yeah. You, you're, you're going to have to have a 4,000, 4,500 yard quarterback. And that's just, that's not Tyrod Taylor. He's not that style of quarterback at all. Exactly. I I totally agree. Um, I would have never even thought to draft either one of those two uh, quarter or wide receivers um, at the spots they're, they're expecting to go. Okay. Very good. All right. Hey, moving on to tight end. What do you have? I have, uh, this is a guy that's that in my stats are going uh, the fifth. Um, he's a tight end number five average Ooh. draft position. 53. I have Greg Olson. Um, I think, Love uh, it. I think it, it, in the, in the tight ends that are right around him, um, I, I think he's just a little bit too high up my um, uh, uh, on the chart for me to, to go after. Um, Jimmy Graham and Evan Ingram are right around him. Delaney Walker, you can wait on him. Uh, Jordan Reed, Trey Burton. So there's, there's so much more value um, down the line. I think coming off his injury, I think um, his age, um, he's probably going to be a good player, but I – I just don't see any reason why you'd want to draft him as the fifth best wide receiver or fifth best tight end. Okay. Well, I, you know, um, similarly, I, I went with him there. That is tough. That's why I said it so slowly. Uh, (laughs) I went with a very high ranked tight end. I actually went with the second tight end overall being taken and that's Travis Kelsey. Uh, this could be he's a dud oh he's a bad value uh he's a bad value saying in the fact that he is going in the 306 he's he's the middle or early in in the third round look i i think he's probably the second best tight end in the nfl right no doubt about it uh the talent is there but i think alex smith may be the best quarterback he, he may be a tight end's best friend. He may be the best quarterback at throwing to the tight end position. Right. Uh, there's not great reports coming in, out about Patrick Mahomes' accuracy in camp. We all know the strong arm that he has and how he can get the ball down the field. Um, and Travis Kelsey isn't your stereotypical tight end to where he's running, you know, five to 12 yard routes. I mean, he can get down the field too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the addition of Sammy Watkins. I think hurts Travis Kelsey. I think Spencer Ware coming back is a big deal as well. Um, but, you know, the accuracy of Pat, Patrick Mahomes is a big deal. But the other thing is, is Kelsey had a little bit of an outlier last year in the fact that he had eight tight ends or excuse me, eight touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight touchdowns. Yeah. One tight end. Yeah. Uh, but the years before, here, here's the rest of his career. Four touchdowns, five and five. Uh, he's not a huge touchdown guy, so I think he'll he'll reg- in that statistic. He will definitely be a tight end number one. He'll be a guy you can start every week, but uh, he'll probably even be a top six tight end. But are you taking? Would you take him over Adam Thielen? Uh, would you take him over Stephon Diggs? I, I mean, no. he, Larry Fitzgerald, Darius Geis. Amari Cooper, like I'm not taking him 
over another starting receiver or starting running back. I'm just not. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you can find value. You know, I would rather take a chance on, on Jordan Reed, who's the 10th tight end being taken as opposed to, you know, you can get him in the ninth round or 10th round uh, as opposed to the third round here with Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, and uh, as much as I agree with you um, on, on his, how good he is, but yeah, he's got, there's gotta be an ebb and flow and he had a really good year last year. Um, and then some of the, some of the players that I have in the similar draft position, Christian McCafferty uh, or Caffery, Caffery, AJ Green, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon, Mike Evans, LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, all those I'd take in, in front of him. Um, almost all those will have better fantasy value than him. Um, he is, he's, a, he had an 83 catch thousand thirty eight yeah yards and, and eight touchdowns. That was slightly better than Mike Evans on a Mike Evans down year. And, and, right. you know, and if Mike Evans goes back to form, even though it's contradictory to what I'm saying, if he goes back to form, uh, he's, he, he's a much more valuable player than, than Travis Kelton. Right. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And, what, when has throwing the ball down the field ever been that much of a benefit? Jamarcus Russell threw the greatest deep ball anyone's ever had <laughs> seen in their lives. And right. it was awful. Jeff George. Yeah. Jeff, I, I guess I need to look up the tight end uh, fancy value for Jeff George type teams. Yeah. But, uh... Well, and, and Andy Reid Andy <clears throat> Reed made, made the comment that he doesn't care what, what Mahomes does as far as accuracy or interceptions in at this point in the year. And I don't, I, I don't understand why, why would you, why would you, why would that not matter at all? It has to matter a little yeah. bit. If he keeps well, doing it. It doesn't matter because it's an issue. If it wasn't an issue, then he wouldn't even have to comment on it. So. Right. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah. So I, it, there's a lot about Patrick Mahomes that, that, that concerns me from a fantasy value of his, of his targets. Um, right. I, I, I still think Tyreek, Diggs is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Tyreek Diggs, Stefan Hill, <laughs> both of those two will be very good. Right. Yes. Well, uh, Stefan Diggs is going to get Tyreek Hill's gold teeth, and and uh, and Tyreek Hill is going to get Stefan's injury problems, lower body injuries. It's <laughs> great. Be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Hey. Very good. So. Again, just to recap, um, not saying these guys are 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 do not draft players, but I I'll tell you, I am not drafting them at their current average draft position. If they slip in drafts, you know, like like a guy Kirk that, that we brought up early in the year for running back, like who is the most likely top twelve running back to bust? We both kind of said, hey, Lashawn McCoy may be that guy. Right. Well, after Lashawn McCoy's news came out about the you know, potential domestic, you know, uh, situation there. He's now being like the 18th running back being taken. He's, I've seen him go in the fourth round of drafts. Right. And nothing's happened yet with his situation. Yeah. Yeah. I I will take LaShawn McCoy in the fourth round. That is great value for him. Right. When he was going in the middle of the second round, that's when we were saying he's a bust. But again, that's not to suggest we don't want him on our team. It's just saying we're not taking him there. Right. There's a lot of risk there. So, Pay attention to that. Um, with the preseason, you're going to see huge 
fluxes in, in, in players' value in the, in the draft. So if a player's going in the fifth draft or fifth round of the draft now and you don't like them there, just wait. I mean, a, a player on their team could have a great, you know, preseason week and they drop two rounds. So at that point, they become a great value. So just pay attention to that stuff and, uh, yeah, it should help you out. Awesome. All right, dude. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, that's all for the Fancy Boys. We are signing off. And fading out.